Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. Alright, we're going to be in the book of Matthew, the book of Matthew chapter 25. And we're going to be in verse 14, Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. Hey, don't forget this weekend, okay? This weekend is going to be an amazing weekend. We have Pastor Tim Lucas with us of Liquid Church. Pastor Brennan is also going to be back with us. But we do have a guest speaker, Pastor uh, Tim Lucas from Liquid Church. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh, speaker and pastor um, and we love Liquid Church and they have been such a blessing to us at Fusion Church and we'll be hearing about that more about that over the next few months um, but make sure you invite somebody make sure you bring a friend invite a family member co-worker whatever um, and then hey if you haven't done so already or you know somebody that hasn't done so make sure we're registering for um, helicopter egg drop, which is next weekend. Come on, helicopter egg drop. Here you can't see you. Oh man, we're having all kinds of struggles today. Boom, how's that? Praise the Lord, everybody. <laughs> Can you tell it's six o'clock in the morning and I am still waking up? Um, yeah, so if you haven't done so already, you know somebody that hasn't done so, make sure you register for the helicopter egg drop next weekend. It's going to be an amazing, amazing time, but make sure if you're bringing a kid, thank you for the compliment on the haircut. Um, if you're bringing any children, you have kids, you know somebody have kids, make sure they register for the helicopter egg drop, fusionchurch.cc slash egg drop fusionchurch.cc slash egg drop and then right after that immediately the sunday after that we have our friends and family sunday so we get a two for next weekend it's going to be an amazing amazing weekend and if you haven't done so already make sure you register to get baptized man friends and family weekend is a great 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 opportunity to go public with your faith, to get baptized, invite your friends and family members to celebrate uh, your decision to make Jesus your Lord and Savior and to go public with your faith. So that's next Sunday. And then, come on, we're only a month away from Easter. So make sure you're getting ready for all the incredible things that God is doing this Easter season. Amen? All right. Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. Before we get into it, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you that you have given us breath in our lungs to wake up, to bring you glory yet another day. God, we pray, Lord, that you would help us to seize every opportunity that we have to bring glory to your name, to work for the glory of your kingdom, to be the representation of your kingdom here on this earth. 
Um, Lord, give us wisdom, insight as we read your word. God, help it to come alive in us, to speak to us, motivate us, encourage us, strengthen us, challenge us. And we pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Okay, I'm on audio. I'm on video. Let's get into this thing. It says in verse 14, chapter 25, I'm going to be reading in the NIV version. Um, it says, again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one, he gave five bags of gold, to another, two bags, and to another, one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. Verse 16, the man who had received bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also, the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Verse 19, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Verse 22, the man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid, and I went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. So you know, so you knew that I harvest where I have not sown, gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put money on deposit with the bankers, so that when I returned, I would have received it back in interest. With interest. Verse 28. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. For whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Whew. Come on. Praise the Lord, everybody. Alright, so... This is what's known as a parable. A parable is a story that Jesus uses, is a natural earthly story to, that Jesus uses to uh, paint the picture for people of what his kingdom is like. And so uh, our last soap, which was yesterday, we were in the parable of the ten virgins, right? And these parables serve the purpose 
of demonstrating, painting the pictures for us of what Jesus' kingdom is like. Now, the emphasis that Jesus is making with these parables, uh, with the ten virgins and the bags of gold, is that there needs to be an urgency in our lives because at some point, Jesus is coming. At some point, Jesus will return. And you notice with the ten virgins that what you're learning about with the parable of the ten virgins is the fact that you need to be ready at all times. Right? Because you never know when Jesus is coming. But then he gets into the parable of the bags of gold. In other versions of the Bible, it talks about the talents. Right? Talents. Um, but in the NIV version, it's bags of gold. When we talk about talents, we're not talking about the skill to play an instrument or the skill to play a sport or an ability. These are these are uh, gifts, um, things that God gives us for the purpose of serving the glory of His kingdom. Right? That's what it's uh, what it's emphasizing. And so in verse fourteen, it starts off where it says, "Again, it will be like it being the kingdom." will be like a man going on a journey. That man we know is Jesus, right? Jesus was crucified on the cross. He was raised up from the dead, ascended into heaven, and now we are waiting for his return, right? So Jesus is painting the picture of what this future would look like for his disciples. It will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants, that's you and I, you and I are his servants, and entrusted his wealth to them. And I just find it a privilege and an honor that God would even entrust us with his gifts, would entrust us with his wealth, that you and I have been entrusted by God to be his servants here on this earth, right? And he says he entrusted his wealth to them. To one, he gave five bags of gold. To another, he gives two bags of gold. To another, one, uh, to another, one bag, each according to his ability. So, really, it has nothing to do with how special we are, or nothing to do with how, uh, with being God's favorite, right? What he does is he gives gifts to each of us according to the ability that he has granted us. It actually reminds me of uh, Romans chapter 12, uh, where in verse 3 it says that God has dealt to each man a measure of faith. God has dealt to each man a measure of faith. The Bible also speaks about how the Holy Spirit imparts to us gifts of the Holy Spirit to each man, um, to each man uh, severally according to his will. He gives us his gifts according to his will. God entrusts us to each and every one of us things to be used for his kingdom and his glory that we will be accountable for, right? We will be accountable for this. And to some, he gives a greater ability. To some, he gives a much less ability, right? To some, he gives the ability to speak, to some, he gives the ability to pastor. To some, he gives the ability to be generous. To some, he gives the ability to have faith, right? These are the gifts of the Spirit. And the Bible actually tells us, hey, to he, to him who he has given this the ability to speak, let them preach with boldness, with clarity, right? 
and with all passion. To him who has the ability to be generous, let them give as generously as they possibly can. So our job is not to compare the gifts to one another, right? Our job is not to say, oh, well, he gave, you know, uh, Doug five ga- five bags of gold and only me two. No, no, no. Our job is to take what God has given us and to multiply and to put it to good use for his glory, right? Our job is not to obtain more. Our job is not to compare. Our job is just to put it to use, right? Whatever God has given us, whatever ability, whether that's greeting, whether that's serving coffee, whether that's preaching, whether that's leading worship, whether that's playing an instrument, whether that's teaching kids, whatever it is God has gifted us to do, we are simply to put it to good use. But we see in this parable what happens with those who do and what happens with those who don't. And in verse 16, verse 15, it says to one, uh, he gave five bags of gold to another, two bags to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey, right? The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags. So this is the idea of multiplication, right? You've heard the expression, healthy things go. This is what I love about fusion, right? That as people are functioning in their gifts in the church, the church then begins to grow and multiply itself and and people come into the fold and begin to function in their gift and then they bring more people into the fold and they begin to function in their gift and that's what God wants to see in the church. God wants to see us multiplying. God wants to see us thriving. God wants to see expansion in the church. He wants to see growth in the church, right? Um, So the man who had five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. In other words, he did not put it to use. He did not multiply it. He did not put it into practice. He hid it away. He, he, um, he, he didn't do anything with it. My question to you is, what are you doing with the talent, the gift that God has given to you? What are you doing with your life? What are you doing with what God has blessed you with? What are you doing with what God has given to you? What are you doing with what God has instructed to you? What are you doing for the Lord and His kingdom in this moment while you wait for His return? Are you wasting your life away? Are you hiding it? Are you, are you keeping it to yourself? Or are you putting things to practice? Are you using your gift? Are you, are you blessing people with what God has given you? Are you putting your gift into practice? Are you serving his kingdom? Are you serving his church? Are you serving the people that he has trusted to surround you with? Right? What are you doing with what God has given you? Are you going to be like the man with the five bags? Are you going to be like the man with the two bags? Or will you be like the man with the one bag? And do nothing away. Nothing with it. But squander not just what God has given you, but the time that he has given you. To use it. It says, but the man who had, verse 18, but the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. But here's where it gets interesting. Because we see what happens 
between these people, what happens with those who use what God has given them and those who don't. It says, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. Here's what we need to know. That it may be tomorrow, it may be two years from now, it may be 20 years from now, no one knows the time the Lord will return. But we know, without a shadow of doubt, we can look at the world and know that the time is drawing near. Right? But what's most important is not when the Lord comes. Right? What's most important is how we will be when He comes. What's most important is not when, but what our life would look like when He does. Because without a shadow of a doubt, the Bible says it is appointed for every man to die once and dead judgment. At some point, whether on this side of eternity or on that side of eternity, we will have to stand before our Father. We will have to stand before our Lord. And He will settle accounts. At some point, He will return. At some point, we will have to stand before Him and bear witness of what we have done with our lives. At some point we will have to stand before Jesus. And settle accounts with him. And on that day he will reward us according to our works. The Bible actually talks about that. Right? About how he will reward us. Both positively and negatively. In fact in the book of First, uh, Second Corinthians chapter 5. Paul says for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That everyone may receive the things done in his body according to what he has done, whether it be good or bad. At some point, we will have to settle accounts with our master. And my question to you is simply this. If Jesus showed up right now in this moment, what would it look like for you? If Jesus showed up to settle accounts with you in this moment and did a replay of your life, come on, what would it look like for you? Because here's what happens in verse 20. It says, The man who had received five bags of gold Brought to the other five. Brought the other five. And master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. And see, I have gained five more. You know what I love about this? Is that when you know you have lived your life for the glory of God and his kingdom, you are able to stand boldly before him to say, God, here is my life. Here's everything I did with it. Here's what I did with what you gave me. Here's how I use the gifts that you've given me. Here's how I use the talents that you've given me. Here how I, here's how I use the finances that you blessed me with. Here's how I use the life that you granted me with for your glory. And we're able to stand confidently and boldly to say, God, I did everything I could. And here's what I have to present to you. Right? He was able to say, God, Master, here are the five bags you gave me. And oh, by the way, here's five bags more. Right? It says in verse uh, 21, His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. 
You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Man, that's the answer that we want to hear, right? At the end of of our lives, at the end of our lives, he'd say, well done, good and faithful servant, right? Good and faithful servant. I trusted you with the few things. You've been faithful with the few things. I will put you in charge of many things, right? Verse 22 says, The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more, right? Again, his master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with few things. I will put you in charge of many things. You know, it's so funny because so many of us want God to bless us with more, want God to use us more, but we haven't been faithful with what God has placed in our hands. We haven't been faithful with the season that God has us in right in this moment, right? Some of us, man, we want to be on that stage so much, right? But we're, we haven't been faithful to lead a connect group, connect group, right? So many of us want God to bless us financially, but we haven't been faithful to be generous with our finances now, right? So many of us want God to use us in great and mighty ways, want God to send us overseas and to preach to the nations, but we won't even talk to our neighbor. Come on. What is God trusting us with? Have we been faithful with the little, with the few things? So that God could put us in charge of the many things. Verse 24 says, Then the man who had received one bag of gold came and said, Master, now this is key, watch this. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered. Think about that. Right? He says, Master, I knew that you are a hard man. Let me ask you, what's your what's your perspective of your Savior? What's your opinion of your God? What's your view of your Father? Right? Because the view you have of God will influence what you do for God. I'm going to say that again. The view that you have of God will influence what you do for God. The view that you have of God will influence how you live for God. Right? This man's view of God was that God was a tyrant. Look at what he says. He says, Master, I knew that you are a hard man. In other words, you're abusive, you're a tyrant, you're a dictator. So I was afraid, right? And then he goes even further to say, not only did I know that you were a hard man, but I knew that you harvest where you have not sown. Think about what he's saying. What does it mean to harvest where you have not sown? That means to steal. 
to take what's not yours. Right? To harvest where you have not sown and gather where you have not scattered seed. Meaning you didn't work for it, but you require of it of me anyways. Right? You gather where you have not scattered seed. So his view of God was that he was a dictator, a tyrant, a hard, difficult, abusive master who expected more than he gave, who took more than he had given, who would take what did not belong to him. What is your view of your father? How do you view God? Because your view of him will determine how you live for him. Right, we learn we learn about this in freedom, right? If you see if you see God as this hard, difficult tyrant of a God who's always looking to punish you, who's always looking to abuse you, who's always looking to 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 dictate over you and to be this dictating father who's waiting for you to mess up, then man, you're always gonna do stuff out of this fear. And you're going to live this life out of this fear that I have to do and I have to live and I have to love and I have to walk and talk in order for God to love me. Rather than living out of this overflow of this loving father and saying, I'm going to love him because he loved me first. Right? When we have this distorted view of God, we have a distorted way of living. When we have a distorted view of God, we have a distorted way of living. Listen to me. We do not live for God in order to get love from God. We live for God because we have been loved by Him. It's a huge difference. I don't live for Him to gain His love. I live for Him Because he has given me his love. And what that creates in me is not just a fear. Now there is a reverence. There is a respect. There is an honor. But there is a delight in living for the Lord. When you understand that we live from this place of being loved. Not living from a place to be loved. We live from a place of being loved. Not living from a place to be loved. And that's what affected this man. His view, his distorted perspective, his distorted view of who God was caused him to live in a way that was distorted. And so rather than trusting God and living to please him, he was living out of a fear to not disappoint him. And in his desire to not disappoint his master, he actually ended up failing his master. It says, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered. So I was afraid and I went out and I hid your gold in the ground. See, here's what belongs to you. Man, God does not want us to live in fear. In fact, the Bible says he has not given us us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of, of love, of power, and of a sound mind. Come on. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. 
God does not want us to live in fear of Him in the sense that we need to fear Him and His judgment. We have a reverence for Him. We have a respect. We have an honor. There is a sense of fear. But not of one that is seeking to destroy us. Man, He wants us to know that He's lo- that we are loved by Him. Right? And we have to live out of this delight. He says, So see, here's what belongs to you. Verse 25. In verse 26, He says, His Master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. Come on, who wants to hear that when they stand before Jesus? I sure don't. You wicked and lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. In other words, if you genuinely believe that, right? If you genuinely believed that I did not that I uh, that I harvest where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. If you genuinely believe that, well then you should have put my money on deposit with bankers so that when I return I would have received it back with interest. If that's what you really thought of me. Here's what here's what he's saying. If that's what you really thought of me, you probably should have worked a little bit harder. You probably should have invested it. Probably should have done something with it. If you thought that I was that hard, you would probably have done a little bit more. Right? But he says, so take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken away. And throw that worthless servant. Oh man, the harsh words. Throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Man, I would not be doing the word justice if I told you that yes, man, God is loving and he's gracious and he's kind. But man, oh man. I do not want to be on the bad side of God. To be called wickless, wicked, to be called lazy, to be called worthless, to be cast aside. Because let me tell you something, God's judgment is very real. God's judgment is to be feared. We will have to settle accounts for the way that we live this life. We will have to settle accounts for what we do here on this side of heaven. We will have to settle accounts. For the way that we either invested our lives into his kingdom. Or wasted our lives. Right? We will have to give account to it. The question is. What will the outcome be. When we stand before our God. Where are you right now in this moment? And be honest with yourself. Because the Bible says that every servant should examine their hearts to see whether or not they are in their fa- in the faith. Right? So in this moment, you don't have to put in the chat. But I want you to really ask yourself, God, where am I? Where am I and what am I doing? A- am I taking full advantage of everything that you've given me? 
Am I taking full advantage of all of the talents, the gifts, the abilities, the, the, what you have entrusted me with on this earth to bring glory to your name and to bring glory to your kingdom? Or am I wasting it and hiding it away? Right? What am I doing with my life and what you have given me in my life? That's the question for today. Really examine your heart. God, am I giving you everything? Am I giving you everything? Or am I withholding? Right? Am I putting my life to use? Or am I withholding it? Because when I stand before you, I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I do not want to hear, you wicked, lazy, worthless servant. Come on. Let's make the decision today to give God everything that we have because everything we have has been given to us, right? For the purpose of serving His kingdom for His glory. Because at some point, it could be a long time from now, just like this parable, right? It could be a long time. But at some point, the master will return. And the master will inquire of what you've done with what he's given you. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you. God, first and foremost, I'm blown away by how generous and gracious you are that you would even give us anything, that you would give us an ounce of gifting, talent, provision, blessing. God, that you would entrust us with any sense of glory from your kingdom. God, I pray that we would not squander. I pray that we would not waste our lives. God, I pray that, God, we would take full advantage of the time that you have given us to make your name famous here on earth. God, I pray that we would take full advantage on this earth to bring glory to your kingdom, to see your kingdom come, your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. God, I pray that you would convict us if at any moment we've made this life about us, if at any moment we've, we've made this life about living for our glory and our own personal agendas and wills and plans and kingdom, God, I pray that, God, you would shift our perspective to see you for who you really are, a good, faithful, loving Father who entrusts us with everything that he has even though we do not deserve it. Lord, help us not waste our lives, but to be like the faithful servants who took the five talents you gave them, the five bags of gold, the two bags of gold, and put it to use to see it multiplied, to see your kingdom expanded, God. And I pray that you would make our lives fruitful for your glory. God, I pray for all of us right now who are on this Zoom, this soap, God, I pray that you would use us for your glory. And God, I ask all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hey, I love you guys. I pray that you would take full advantage this weekend to be faithful servants of the Most High God. And um, 
I can't wait to see you guys on Sunday. It's going to be an incredible, incredible weekend. Love you all. We'll see you Sunday. Make sure you invite somebody. It's going to be awesome. Have a great day, guys.